Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcott. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. Hopefully your day is off to a good start here today. I know here in the Carolinas, it is a beautiful day outside. So we're going to be having a good day today. Although, of course, I am working yet again today, as I know many of you are, and many of you listen to the show on your way to work. So I do appreciate you tuning into the show here and joining me each and every day. A little bit of housekeeping here before we get rolling. Don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. We can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Now, I want to kick it off today with something that kind of came out of nowhere, and I actually didn't see this till late last night. This was actually put up in our Enthusiast Life Discord, and that is the next Marvel audio drama podcast that is coming out is entitled Wastelanders Old Man Star-Lord. That's right. They're doing a uh, Old Man Star-Lord podcast, and you know, you've heard me here on the show talk about before about... Um, Marvels, which is an incredible podcast, audio drama they put out. If you haven't listened to that, uh, kind of follows the attack by Galactus onto uh, New York City, and then uh, with the Fantastic Four kind of coming to save the day. It's kind of based on the original Marvels comic, uh, which if you've never read those, go read them. They're they're fantastic. Uh, kind of gives you the uh, you know sight and sounds, sights and sounds from street level as that happened, and it, it's great. The cast was awesome. Uh, and then they also had, prior to that even, they had two seasons of Wolverine. Uh, one was Wolverine The Long Night, and I forget what the second season was called, but it pretty much carries on from the, the first season. And uh, that is a great audio drama as well. So if you're looking for you know something to kind of fill the gap and kind of give you some, some nice little Marvel storytelling, those are great. But those, the production value, especially Marvel's, was like the second one. And so they really kind of hit their stride with that. Um, this series, to me, they put out a little teaser. It's like two minutes long. Uh, I guess a trailer, if you want to say, and it sounds awesome. So I'm going to give you the rundown here, and I'll give you some of the cast, too, because that's kind of the impressive part as well, the cast that they have here. Uh, But here it is. In a post-apocalyptic future, Marvel's Wastelanders, Old Man Star-Lord, finds Peter Quill, played by Timothy Busfield, who many of you probably know, and Rocket, played by Chris Elliott from Schitt's Creek, a little paunchier, a little slower, and a lot saltier than they were during the glory days of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They quickly discover the Earth isn't what it used to be either, when they crash land 30 years after all the world's supervillains seize control. The former Guardians are accompanied by uh, by a Regillian recorder, affectionately dubbed Korra, who documents their mission to find the Black Vortex, an ancient relic reported to yield cosmic powers, before guillotine collars bestowed upon them by the Collector snap their necks. In the barren, desolate wasteland of the Midwest, as controlled by Dr. Doom, they encounter the ageless telepath Emma Frost, outlaw Ghost Riders, and the bloodthirsty Craven the Hunter. Who will find the Black Vortex first, and what will the price be for its power? Count me in. Sign me up. I love all these like wasteland stories that Marvel has been doing from Old Man Logan to Old Man Hawkeye. These are awesome. Like It's, it's great just to kind of see the the fall of the heroes and to kind of get a little bit of backstory through each of the issues of comics when you're reading these. But then, you know, this one now we're going to kind of get a mystery of what was kind of happening on um, in the Midwest, which is now controlled by Dr. Doom. Um, It's going to be great. And then even to find out like Emma Frost, she survived. How did she survive? You know, how was she able to uh, get through it all? And outlaw ghost riders, Plural. So, who are these ghost riders? Are they are they the ghost riders we know? You know, is it Robbie? Is it um, 
you know, any any other ghost rider that's ever been out there before? Is it Cosmic Ghost Rider? Is it, you know, who are these ghost riders? Is it Danny Ketch? I need to know. Is it all of them in one? It's going to be interesting. I think this is going to be great. It's actually debuting June 1st. It is a Sirius XM podcast. I don't know. I haven't said necessarily what the release schedule is. My guess and the way that these usually work is they hit Sirius first and then they come to all the other ones. Um, Sirius has a deal right now with Marvel, so I think they may trickle these out. Uh, where before, I think like when they were on Stitcher and that, they were just going to dump them all at once, but then trickle them out after that. Um, but obviously, in this case, you have to have a SiriusXM uh, membership to, to listen. But the website does show Apple, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Spotify. So eventually, it will be hitting it, just maybe not day and date. Um, they may run them all first on SiriusXM and then hit the other ones. Um, but I will be in this on day one. Definitely listen to this. And uh, I'll reporting back to you, obviously. But uh, if you are going to tune into this, please, please let me know. Because uh, I would love to know your thoughts when this comes out. And if you've even listened to the other shows, the Marvels or even the Wolverine ones, uh, let me know. Email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. I would love to know your thoughts on those audio drama Marvel shows. Um, let's switch gears a little bit here to some video game news. we got a couple little stories here. Uh, first one, the biggest game, GTA Five and GTA Online are coming to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X in November. That's right, the official quote-unquote next-gen upgrades are coming on November 11th. This is something that I know a lot of folks uh, are excited about. I mean, it's crazy. These games now, this is going to be the third generation of consoles that this game has been on. It came out kind of late in the cycle for the 360 and the PlayStation 3. And now here we are. You know, it, it just continues to just be a cash cow for Rockstar, and um, it's going to be hitting uh, November 11th on this next-gen console. I know there's still a lot of people. I mean, I'll still go on my friends list on, like, PlayStation, and there are tons of people still playing this game. I mean, it hit PC, so more people play it there. There's a lot of really cool mods. There's some mod, God, I forget what the name of it is, where people, like, you, you basically apply to play a role just to be essentially an NPC in this world, and um, people are all in on that. I have a, a friend whose son is, like, just all in on GTA 5. Like, this is everything. Now, my son, my kids have never played it uh, for reasons, obviously. They're, you know, a little too young to be jumping into the, the maturity that this game offers. Uh, but, you know, wouldn't surprise me if, you know, another year or two, maybe my son might, you know, dip off Fortnite and this will become... Because the way this game is is going, especially the online side, like, sure, there's the whole GTA 5 story bit, but, like, it doesn't seem like anybody really plays that or cares about that. It's all about GTA online and you know that's obviously what rockstar tried to do with red dead redemption try to bring red dead online um make it a a big property kind of like they did with gta online and and you know for some yeah maybe there are, is a, a market there but there's nothing like the market here for gta online i mean the the amount of microtransactions and that that people spend in this game for new cars and you know new weapons and outfits and all that um it's right up there with fortnite you know it's it's, it's kind of crazy to see that they've been doing that so you know if you're a big uh, gta guy uh, yeah, your uh, your uh, big thing is going to be coming soon. Now, PlayStation Plus subscribers are going to get GTA Online kind of as a standalone uh, thing for uh, three months, they said, after release. It's going to be totally free to PlayStation 5 owners. Uh, no pricing has been revealed for the Xbox version at launch, uh, but PlayStation Plus members will get $1 million of in-game currency every month until the updated version launches. Um, so you can go check that out right now, I guess, uh, until that update comes out. You're getting $1 million of in-game currency if that's uh, something you want to jump into. Now, speaking of exclusives, 
we did learn that The Ascent, which is kind of that cyberpunk looter shooter, which an embargo must have hit, and there was some sort of press event. So there's all kinds of videos about this game now. If you want to go check those out, you can find them online. Look it up. The Ascent uh, is coming exclusively to Xbox and the PC on July 29th. And the beauty of it all, it's coming to Game Pass at launch. That's right. Day one. So this is a game clearly that I'm going to be playing. I mean, it was a game that already kind of had I kind of had my eye on, just kind of looking like a Diablo meets... Um, I don't know, uh, uh, Blade Runner, if you want to say, um, looking very cool. Uh, I think IGN is saying that it looks like Diablo meets Judge Dredd, and uh, it's going to be free day and date on July 29th. Now, previews of it so far, like I said, are out. It looks really cool. A little bit of Diablo coming in there, some sort of like twin stick shooter-esque mechanics to it, uh, but it is being dubbed a looter shooter. It's an action RPG. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to play. It actually is only a $30 title um, standalone, too. So if you don't have Game Pass, it's only 30 bucks. So it's not like a full price, which, you know, I think maybe the way to kind of go on some games here, kind of moving forward. I mean, obviously, development costs, you want to kind of recoup some of that. But I think we're going to start seeing a lot more games do this, you know, where it's like it's on Game Pass, but then it's just a you get a cheaper price tag rather than the $70 price tag like I wonder if that's going to become somewhat the norm for these game pass games or it's like you know somebody who maybe has game pass and they really like a game you know a lot of these games aren't always going to be there for especially for games that like um Microsoft necessarily doesn't own the studio themselves those games will dip off game pass at some point hey 30 bucks you get invested in the game Eh, why not 30 dollars right uh not a bad price as opposed to spending 60 or 70 dollars that's a little bit more of an ask right so i don't know we'll see if that's something that we start seeing with some of these game pass games uh moving forward um let's shift gears away from video games and talk about some movies and television uh we got a trailer drop for snake eyes this is a uh gi joe origins movie so it is called snake eyes gi joe origins it's an upcoming film obviously based on snake eyes uh featuring henry golden as the uh beloved gi joe character uh, if you're not familiar with snake eyes he is essentially the ninja that you all know from gi joe and here's uh, the premise it says a lone fighter is welcomed into and trained by an ancient japanese ninja clan called the arshi <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to say this arashikaj arashikaje but finds his loyalties being tested when secrets from his past are revealed as he eventually goes on the path to become the hero known as Snake Eyes. I love this. I think this is really the way to, um, you know, kind of bring G.I. Joe to the screen because obviously there's a huge G.I. Joe audience out there. For me, when I think back to G.I. Joe, I had the toys, I watched the cartoon, I wasn't as into G.I. Joe as I was into things like Ninja Turtles, you know, and G.I. Joe was obviously before that. I mean, I, I was still, I'm not going to say still young, but I mean, my, my, I had a cousin who was like deep into G.I. Joe. I mean, he, this this kid had like all the vehicles and all that. I mean, G.I. Joe was his thing. Um, but again, I remember watching it and playing it, but I never really got so deep into it. Um, there, You know, the comics were a big deal. G.I. Joe comics are a big thing. A lot of people like that. I actually was playing an arcade game on my arcade machine downstairs, the G.I. Joe arcade game. I used to love that. It was basically like a runner where you're running forward and just strafing left and right and shooting. Loved it, man. And I found it out. We have it down there. So I was playing that too. Um, but I think this is the way to do it. And this is almost like, it made me think of like Mortal Kombat's problem, right? When you, the previous G.I. Joe movies, which I only saw the first one, like there's so many of those characters that people love 
you can't give them all enough screen time if you're doing just a movie. So you either do a series where you can focus, you know, uh, a good amount of time on each of these characters, or you do this, these G.I. Joe Origins movies. You give Snake Eyes his own movie. Um, you know, that it's just, I think, the smarter way to do it. You know, we could see a Duke movie, although Duke G.I. Joe Origins doesn't really have the right ring to it. But, you know what I mean? Or Cobra Commander, you know, you could do these films that really kind of dive deep into it. And then you could do the bigger film later on once we know all these characters. Uh, now, like I mentioned, Henry Golding is playing uh, Snake Eyes. Ray Park played him in the previous movies. Um, so, you know, it is a different actor for people that have seen those other ones, but I think this is a great way to kind of reboot the whole series in general, right? Have these new actors, have them be portraying, um, these characters. And then, you know, you, you kind of can have this other story and you can tell these smaller stories there too. You can show history, uh, between these characters. I mean, there's going to be an actress playing the Baroness, uh, what's her name? Ursula Colbario. Uh, she's going to be playing the Baroness. And so, you know, you're going to get now a look at her and then know a little bit more, um, Samara Weaving is playing Scarlet. So, you know, there already is a, a character that we know from G.I. Joe. She's going to have an appearance in this film. So you're going to have some storytelling beforehand. And then eventually when they all come together, there's going to be a little bit of history there. And, uh, you know, it'll all make sense. I mean, essentially what the MCU did, right? They made 22, 23 movies where people all became invested in these characters. And when you had that giant moment at the end of Endgame, it meant something, right? It actually, you could feel all the history there coming on the screen for the big fight at the end against Thanos. And I think that's something they could do here with G.I. Joe. And it, it's going to be cool to see kind of how this all plays out. I'm stoked for this movie. It is coming to theaters July 23rd. I'll say I don't see myself going to the theater to see this. I think it's actually, what, a week or two after Black Widow. So that's kind of interesting, I think. I don't think really it's going to take necessarily viewership away from Black Widow. But, um, you know, it, it's going to you know be another film that people are just going to want to get out there and check out. Um, so, uh, go check that out. Check out the, the trailer. It's short. It's only like a minute. Um, uh, but for everything that's in there, looks pretty awesome. Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Speaking of some old properties, and I didn't talk about this last week. It just didn't have time here on the show as things were coming out, but I knew I had to get to it at some point. And that is, we got the first images of Kevin Smith's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Revelation. That's right. This is the new Netflix original anime series coming to Netflix and my goodness, folks, this looks awesome. This looks like it is just going to be great. So if you haven't heard, yes, they, they are basically, I'm not even going to say rebooting because this is being pitched as a full-on sequel to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, the images, the artwork looks great. The quality here looks fantastic. I've talked before how I loved the reboot of Voltron and then bringing Voltron back to Netflix, which, by the way, if you haven't watched Voltron on Netflix, Go watch Voltron on Netflix. It's fantastic. Um, what I liked about Voltron was it was pretty much like what we were... When when you go back and watch Voltron now, the original, it's dated. It's old. And He-Man is the same way. I mean, you go watch those He-Man episodes. I mean, they're they're cringy. They're, they're, they're rough. Let's put it that way. But in your head, how you remember it is not like that. Like, you remember it just being awesome and incredible. And that's what the Voltron on Netflix was. It was like, this is how I remember Voltron. And you could tell the the creators of that, that series, that's what they did. They, they, they took what they remembered Voltron being like and put that out there. And I think that's what Kevin Smith is going to do with this. He's going to say, hey, in my head, here's how I remember He-Man. And that's what I'm going to put out. You know, the all the villains look 
just sinister. Skeletor looks great, which, by the way, is being voiced by Mark Hamill, which you know is going to be awesome, you know, for just the work he's done with the Joker. You know what he's going to do with Skeletor is just going to be great. Um, let me read you the, the synopsis. Here's the, the official synopsis from the, the website. It says, A Radical Return to Eternia. Revelation is a direct sequel series to the classic era of Masters of the Universe. Featuring fan favorites He-Man, Orko, Cringer, and Man-at-Arms, the story pits our heroic warriors and guardians of Castle Grayskull against Skeletor, Evelyn, Beastman, and the vile legions of Snake Mountain. But after a ferocious final battle, Forever fractures Eternia. It's up to Tila to solve the mystery of the missing sword of power and a race against time to prevent the end of the universe. Her journey will uncover the secrets of Grayskull at last. This is the epic He-Man and the Masters of the Universe saga fans have waited 35 years to see. So, there you go. Uh, it's supposed to be coming, I think, this summer. I don't think we have a specific date yet. Um, I know the trailer is supposed to be coming out soon. I know Kevin Smith, I think the, the first cut of the trailer is already out, and he said that it is just phenomenal. Um, so, I can't wait to see um, just what you know Castle Grayskull and Eternia look like here today. Uh, coming to Netflix soon. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Hopefully, you have a good rest of your day here. You know, uh, let me know. Were you a He-Man fan? Have you ever seen He-Man? I know it's you know kind of a dated show. Uh, we're talking like early to mid '80s. This was. So there's a lot of people that He-Man kind of missed. I mean, you probably have heard of it, um, but never watched it. But let me know. He-Man was a show that I loved. I mean, I had Castle Grayskull. I had as a kid. I remember one one Christmas. It was like a He-Man buffet buffet. For me it was just like all these uh he-man toys i just remember like loving he-man um and part partly for me i mean i was young at the time but it was just like he was the the big superhero you know like i said my cousin loved gi joe he liked he-man too but i was more the he-man and liked gi joe you know it was just, that was just kind of the way i guess to, to kind of phrase it um but uh yeah let me know email me the at gmail.com but don't forget you can always uh hit me on twitter at Mark Turka, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great rest of your day. And until then, we'll catch you next time.